Okay, note to self. There's two ways of keeping the nexus of perception in place. And I'm, I'm re-recording this because I was kind of rambling during the last one, and I really want to put it together so that I don't have to listen to another nine minutes of myself rambling to get this basic idea. Is that there's two ways of keeping the nexus of perception, your point of perception, in place. The first is routine, which we're all taught as children to varying degrees of success. The second is unbending intent. And I've learned unbending intent in, in, in a modicum of different ways for different things and different projects, but it was never my focus. I always thought, like, because that's what the world teaches, that having proper routines is really the way to go. You know, it's the way to get from point A to point B. And this is true. That is the case. But when it comes to spirit, not so much. And I'm only realizing this now because I'm intentionally disrupting my routines because I'm trying to release my attachment to them. You know, my preferences, my personal history, and I'm doing it as a way to try to free up some energy because a lot of these routines take a lot of fucking energy to maintain. And again, it's like I always say, the difference between the 3D and the 5D. The 5D is far superior because it gives you energy instead of taking it away. And what I'm realizing now is that routines are actually the 3D. They take away energy. The 5D is unbending intent. Unbending intent gives energy. Routines take it away. And the the difference between the two, but the, the purpose between the two is the same. It's to stick the nexus of perception in one spot so that you can't be pushed or pulled by other people, by the world, or by by energy consciousness, by spirits, because spiritual forces can and do and did a lot to me as a child. Yank that thing around. Also, drugs can do it, um, extreme encounters, near-death experiences, you name it. All of those things that shock us out of our routines free up the energy that we have but also unstick our point of perception and then and then it can be nudged around very easily and the reason why we see have a lot of spiritual experiences as a kid and not so much as an adult is because by the time we're an adult our routines have really locked down our point of perception into one spot and hold it there you know and i'm only really feeling this as a visceral way now that i'm disrupting my own personal routines and getting extra energy from doing that but what i've noticed is that my nexus of perception starts flying all over the place and has for months it's weird and it's very disconcerting i made a couple episodes about this before how it's really not pleasant whatsoever what i what finally struck me today with the last time it went flying out of my control was that what i need is unbending intent so it's not a simple matter of just disrupting routines it's not a simple matter of release of removing attachment and it's not a simple matter of um, freeing up the energy that that there needs to be some process by which the next perception can become fixed and unbending intent is the only other way to do it so as well as doing everything i've been doing right now i want to meditate and come up with a good way of expanding my unbending intent because i have it for for select things but i've never i haven't worked on it not nearly as much as my routines and now that i'm letting go of the 3d and trying to get a five day 5d way of method of processing the only one i can think of is unbending intent uh to borrow a, a saying from carlos castanada again again he has the most perfect language for all of this stuff because it really is um just a simple matter of consciousness and the lexicon that he has created is I believe, worth it for all of his writings, whether or not you take anything away from the Carlos Castaneda series. The lexicon really is um, supreme. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to meditate on this one more, but if I don't learn Unbending Intent, I'm just going to end up driving myself crazy by by erasing my personal story. It'll be no different than when I was a child, just having random, unexplainable things happen at 
willy-nilly style like getting hit with a fucking freight train um every other tuesday you know if if only it was that routine i'm not going back to childhood that shit was crazy <laughs> so so unbinding a tent it must be um Naho, much love. Oh, yeah, and there was one final thing that I figured, too, is because the one thing I can never understand is that, you know, the gurus of the world, the um, the movers and shakers, the really, uh, the, the people that pastor megachurches, one thing that I see when I, when I look at them is I realize, like, you know, these people can definitely channel messages from spirit. Like, one of my personal favorites, um, you know, from Elevation Worship, he can absolutely channel messages from spirit they're they're direct divine channelings you know and they're very good and i can tell he's a person that also tries to tries to utilize the things that he's channeling as well he probably learns just as much from what he's doing as anybody else but you can also but is also i believe stuck in the 3d but i couldn't see it until now because i'm stuck in the 3d the exact same way is that you can have both it's not one or the other. You can have unbending intent and your routines. And I finally believe I understand where gurus come from. Is this is the process that creates gurus or shamans or the um, you know your cult leaders more or less? Not that I'm saying that the guy from Elevation Worship is a cult leader, but I think he's worth like fifty million dollars, and that is somebody firmly grounded in the three D and 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 applaudably so. Like. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that whatsoever, but my goal is to become, is to, to 5D, to process reality in a 5D way. And because I believe 5D is far superior and 3D takes up way too much of our energy. And the 3Ds, the routines, 5D is, is unbending intent. And to put it in a different example to where I, you know, it's easier to understand. So say like self-importance is 3D. Self-respect and self-love are 5D. Self-respect and self-love give you energy. Self-importance takes it away. But you can have all three at the same time. We call these people assholes, you know. And But, you know, when they have self-respect and self-love, they get away with it. We let it slide because they're very competent and productive people, you know. But a good portion of their energy is also going towards maintaining that self-importance as well. And if that stuff was let go... Well, then they would be a master, you know. And so I think that's the difference between a guru and the master is a guru is somebody that has unbending intent but has yet to let go of their personal story, you know, their their self-importance, their their attachments, you know. So that is the difference between guru and master. And that's why gurus, you know, there's there's oh they're always fundamentally flawed in some way in trying desperately to protect that flaw, you know. And I feel the exact same way. I know exactly how that feels. And that shit's got to be let go because the the further you get, the more demanding um, life is, and you're, the more your personal power tries to force you to let it go, and it just becomes a battle and chaos. And the people that haven't, you see, like their lives get ruined, um, marriages fall apart, the whole nine yards. So, don't be a guru. How you don't become a guru is gain unbending intent, but also release attachment, personal history personal story all of that so that there's nothing to defend and then can move into the 5d and it will provide extra energy instead of taking that energy away oh crazy